Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Rick Kiley. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. All right, let's, let's go into the Word of the Lord. Um, I'm excited about tonight, Genesis chapter 37. We'll read two verses. Genesis chapter 37 and the third and fourth verses. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was born the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him. That's strong language. They didn't just dislike him. They hated him. And they could not speak peaceably unto him. And tonight I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes on this subject. The nightmares of a dreamer. The nightmares of a dreamer. God bless you. You may be seated. Now the Bible said that God is no respecter of persons. But I believe that God is a respecter of people. I believe that God favored Israel in the Old Testament and still favors them today and keeps his promises to them. I believe that God favors the New Testament church. I'm glad to be a part of it. But I believe he favors us. I believe that just as Joseph, because there is a favor that comes from God to people that some people will hate. It may be the way you dress, this coat that he wore. It may be the way you conduct yourself. It may be the things that you stand up for. They hate it. And they can't speak peaceably. And that's difficult, but Hey, that goes with, like Marshall Dillon said, goes with the badge. You know, there are some things that come with being a Christian and we, and we just have to go with it. Now this Joseph that I want to talk about, he is the great-grandson of Abraham. Great-grandson of Abraham. So whenever we talk about Israel, the first three words that come out of their mouth are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph was the favorite son because he was the firstborn son of Rachel, whom Jacob favored over Leah. And so this favoritism was obvious to these other brothers who couldn't love their brother. In Genesis chapter 37 and verse 5, it reads Joseph dreamed a dream, he told it to his brethren. They hated him even more. Verse 9, he dreamed yet another dream. He told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. Behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance unto me. He had eleven brothers. The sun and the moon represented his father and his mother. He was saying, One day, this entire family is going to bow down before me. That was hard for them to take. And when he had these dreams and declared them, 
that's when his nightmares came. You know, when we first came into the church, probably true of you too, you, you thought, man, now things are really going to go good all the time. Everything I touch is going to turn to gold. God is going to lead me and I'm never going to feel alone. I'm going to be powerful. I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to be useful in the kingdom of God. I'm going to love everybody and everybody's going to love me. It's like heaven on earth. And then we find out that yes, dreams do come true. But there are going to be some nightmares along the way. I, I read this a long time ago. I, I'm not absolutely sure that it's 100% true, but it seems to me that it is. They say that the last thing that a person thinks about before they go to sleep is the thing they dream about. So if you're uh, worried or fearful, then you can have a tendency to have nightmares. You're over-anxious about certain things. Or if you go to bed uh, worshiping God, maybe some Christian music, or you read a, a portion of scripture before you doze off to sleep, you probably sleep a whole lot better. That's why I highly recommend don't watch the news before you go to bed. I, I've laughed with you about this before. I, I have it timed on my DVR. I can go from 10 o'clock to 10.18, skip it all, watch the weather, and go to bed. That's it. Because what you, just try it for a while. Think about it now. If you're, if you're having trouble sleeping, if you're having nightmares, what are you thinking about before you go to bed? What's on your mind before you go to bed? And what can you do to change that? What can you do to change it? So let me share with you just a couple of Joseph's nightmares along with his dreams. In Genesis chapter 37, verse 23, it says, It came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat his coat of many colors that was on him. They took him, cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. Stripped him, threw him in a well, no water, while they talked bad about him at the mouth of the well. What are we going to do with this dreamer? How are we going to get rid of him? Some of the brothers said, let's just kill him and claim that a beast got him. But they, that might have been a little bit too drastic. They wanted to get rid of him, but killing him, that would be too, too much. So they decided that when some Ishmaelites came along, they had an opportunity. Verse 28, then there passed by the Midian, Midianites, merchantmen. They drew, new, drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit, and they sold him to the Ishmaelites, for 20 pieces of silver and brought Joseph into Egypt. I know someone that was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Joseph was 20 pieces. This nightmare happened in one day. In one day's time, 
He has lost his father, his family. Life as he knew it ended for him that day. He was dragged off and taken to a land where he knew nobody, where he didn't know the language, where he didn't know the customs. He didn't know anybody and he didn't know anything and he was all alone except for the fact that God and his dreams lived in him. But he faced all of these nightmares. Can you imagine this? I I mean, it, it would be difficult for me to have to face something like this. How about you? To be uprooted and thrown into Russia where you know nobody and you can speak nothing and, and you are treated as a slave. And, and then this part of this first nightmare is even his family rejection. Wouldn't you think to yourself, this would have never happened to me if it hadn't been for my, my own brothers. Zechariah 13 and 6 said, one said unto him, where did you get these wounds in your hands? Speaking of the Lord when he reappears. And they will answer, those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. We think that our wounds only come from our enemies. But sometimes our wounds even come from our friends. Sometimes they even come from our family. But all of these nightmares, all of these terrible things that happen will reveal, and this is really important that you get this, all of these things will reveal whether you are walking with God or you're walking with people. If your brother or sister, if a family member, if a pastor, if somebody fails you, will you lose out with God? Will that cause you to walk away? No, because you're still walking with God. The thing that impresses me most about Joseph and the thing that I want in my own life is that no matter what comes his way, he keeps his spirit right. He keeps his spirit right. You don't hear him blaspheming his family. You don't hear him talking bad about Potiphar. You don't hear him talking bad about Potiphar's wife or people that made promises that they would bring him before Pharaoh. He doesn't complain. And he keeps the favor of God on his life. And no matter where he is, and you can read it, I don't have time tonight to go through every one of these passages with you, but every time it will say, and Joseph found favor with his situation or the people that governed his situation. Then he had a second nightmare. The second nightmare was actually the 11 years that he spent in Potiphar's house. That's a long time, folks. That's a, that's a long trial. But because he had his dreams and because he had his God with him 
And because he kept his spirit, wherever he was, eventually he rose to the top and he ruled that terrain. If I'm going to be a slave, I can hear Joseph. If I'm going to be a slave, then I'm going to be the best slave there ever was. And pretty soon Potiphar recognizes this man's spirit and the God that's in him and begins to trust him. And pretty soon he's running Potiphar's house. He's handling all the money. He's handling all the servants. Everything that needs to be done is underneath his care because he keeps himself and the favor of God. 11 years he does that. But then his third nightmare came. You know that his Potiphar's wife falsely accused him of rape and he was thrown into prison. I, I, let's be honest about it. There are times we think to ourselves, God, what is going on here? Why is this happening to me? Well, it's not only happening to you. It's happening to everybody. I know we talk a lot about this COVID-19 thing. This is a worldwide epidemic, folks. This isn't just the United States of America. It's everywhere. This is the first time in, in my close to 70 years of living on the earth where I've seen everybody involved by the same thing at the same time. I've never seen this before. But it's happening to everyone. And so this third nightmare is that he goes to prison and he's charged with a crime he did not commit, but because he keeps his spirit, holds on to his dreams, keeps his favor with God, he finds the favor of the person that's in charge of the prison, and then he's running the prison. Amazing. Wherever he goes, God blesses him, even in the worst possible situation, the worst nightmare that you could imagine. God is with him. I'm preaching to you tonight. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's in your head. But I'm here to tell you that my God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. No, not to the end of the world. And whether you feel him or not, he's there. He's on the spot. He's with you. He has not forsaken you. And he will bring you through this. He will bring you through this. So while he's in this prison, a butler and a baker have a dream. The butler will be restored. The baker will be hanged. And the butler will promise that one day when I appear before Pharaoh, I will bring you up. But he does not keep his promise. And years go by with Joseph in prison, but because he's running the prison, it's endurable for him until Pharaoh begins to have dreams. And nobody in Pharaoh's kingdom can interpret those dreams. And so eventually the butler makes Pharaoh aware of that and Joseph is brought before Pharaoh. He interprets the dreams and Joseph becomes the savior 
of the world. Say, ooh, hold it, man. You're stepping over the line here, calling him the Savior. Well, wait a minute. Let me read this to you. Genesis 41 and 57 says that all countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn because the famine was so sore in all the lands. The whole earth, as they knew it, was in a famine at the same time. And people were starving to death. But because Joseph was able to interpret the dream and was promoted to the vice president of Egypt, he saved them from the famine. He didn't save their souls, but he saved their lives. They surely would have all died during the seven years of famine. And then the amazing thing about Joseph is that when he has a chance at payback, he reveals his spirit again. Genesis 45 and verse 4. Joseph said to his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. They came near and he said, I'm Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now therefore, be not grieved. Listen to how kind he is here. Don't be grieved. Don't be angry with yourselves that you sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years the famine has been in the land, and yet there are five years in which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. So God, God, sent me before you to preserve you a prosperity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but it was God. And he's made me a father to Pharaoh and lord over all of his house. Now he's ruling Pharaoh's house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Here's my point. When Joseph began, all he had were mountaintops that were called dreams. Mountaintops, that's all he saw. Well, one day, you know, the sheaves are going to bow down. One day, the stars and the sun and the moon are going to bow down. All he saw were dreams. He didn't see the nightmares that were waiting in the valleys between the mountaintops. He never saw that. God never said, well, Joseph, I'm going to tell you what, here's, here's your mountaintops, and, but there's going to be some valleys and there's going to be some nightmares and, and, and your brothers are going to sell you and you're going to live as a slave and, and you're going to be accused of rape and you're going to be thrown into prison. And, and He didn't say any of that. He didn't warn him. He just said, here's the dream. Keep the dream alive. Hold on to your dream and hold on to me and do what's right even if everybody else is doing what's wrong. Hold on to me and your dreams will come true and your nightmares will go away. 
your nightmares will go away. Joseph had two sons. Genesis chapter 41. Genesis 41 and verse 51 says that Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God said, he hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. That's what you're going to name your firstborn? Manasseh? I was able to overcome my toil and overcome what my father's house did to me. So I'm going to call, Manasseh, call him Manasseh, which means forget. 52, Ephraim talks about the second son. He has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. He suffered. So the second son is called remember. Isn't that a paradox? The first son is, is named forget, and the second son is named remember. Now watch this. When it comes time for Jacob to put the blessing on Joseph's sons, chapter 48 of Genesis reads this way. Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon Ephraim, the second son. And it displeased him, meaning Joseph. And he went over to his dad and he held up his dad's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head unto Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father. This is the firstborn. Put your right hand upon his head, meaning Manasseh. But his father refused and said, I know it, my son, I know it. He'll become a great people, he'll be great, but truly, his younger brother will be greater than he, and his seed shall become a multitude of nations. Did you get it? When people wrong us, the first thing we think is, I've got to be able to forgive them and move past this. I can't move on until I forget completely how I've been wrong and abused and suffered because of it. And Jacob is saying, no, no, no. You need to remember first how good God has been to you. How he has brought you through all of your trials, all of your struggles, all of your nightmares. You need to remember even before you forget. You need to put remembrance before forgetfulness. It's a lesson that was hard for me to learn. Because you know what? Every one of us are going to be hurt. You're all going to get hurt. I'm warning you now, if it hasn't happened, it's going to happen. And then what are you going to do? Well, I'm, I'm going to try and forget it. No, no. You need to remember 
come on now, you need to remember how good God has been to you. We go around here all the time greeting one another and saying, God is good. And we say, all the time. Even during the nightmares. And we know that all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Joseph didn't have that verse to refer to, but he lived it. And he told it to his brothers. Man, don't be angry. Man, I mean, that's, that's some pretty gracious stuff there to say to your brothers after all that happened to you was initiated by them stripping you and selling you. But he was able to do it. So we need to be able to put remembrance even before forgetfulness. Finally, this is Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, pure, lovely, good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And listen to the instruction here. And this goes for Joseph. Joseph could say this. Those things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, do them. And the God of peace will be with you. Hmm. And the God of peace will be with you. Let me read this from 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. I'm going to finish this race. How about you? And with or without you, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're, we're not concerned about numbers. As long as we got two, that's you and me. <laughs> and you and your wife and you and yours. And I could point my finger at any one of you. That's enough. That's enough. You just stay faithful. You just keep in God's favor. Because my dreams one day, my dreams are going to come true. I might go through a rough stage, and our whole nation might go through a rough stage and might have some nightmares and things that are happening right now that we never imagined would ever happen. Maybe it's a nightmare, but the dream. I has not seen, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. The dreams are going to come true for some. And at the same time, the nightmares will begin for others. I can't think of a worse nightmare than hell. And the thing about nightmares is in the morning you wake up from them, but hell, there will be no end. 
I choose to be a dreamer. I choose to believe the promises of God. I want to ask you for a favor, if you don't mind. I want to bless you. Uh, This is what I felt in prayer when I was reading this passage. I would like to ask you to please close your eyes, even close your Bible if you want, and just listen while I read to you what is ahead of us. What is ahead of us. Please close your eyes and just enjoy the next few moments from the Word of God. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and will be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of seven last plagues. And he talked with me, saying, Come up hither, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like unto a stone most precious, even a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And he talked with me, he that talked with me had a golden rod to measure that city and the gates thereof and the walls thereof. And the city lied four square, the length as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. And the length and the breadth and the height of it are all equal. That means 1,500 square miles. And he measured the wall thereof, 144 cubits according to the measure of man, that is of the angel. And the building of the wall was as jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. And the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Every several gate was one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, gold, as it were, transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine on it, for the glory of the Lord did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. That's when your dreams come true. When all Your dreams come true. 
Let's stand together. I leave you with this short passage, John chapter 14, verse 1 and 2. I believe Jesus could stand right here and say it to every one of us. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. Wow, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, and he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land. Oh, what a day that will be, glorious day. Jesus, I pray tonight, for the church, I pray that they would not be overcome with weariness. I pray, Lord, that they would not be troubled, nightmared into fear, but that, Lord, we would never lose sight of our dream that one day we're going to be with you for eternity. And that a Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.